how to do this whole Discord sound thing. I'm still trying, still trying ah. to figure it out. <laughs> I think I've got it. Well, as long as you can hear me, that's the main thing, right? Sweet. Sweet. Well, how does it sound? Good? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Good times. Good times. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Are you starting your, um, changing your screen? I've just changed my screen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also <laughs> hidden in my hoodie and behind my microphone. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had a hoodie. I don't have my hoodie on me. Oh, actually, there's one right here. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to see you. It's okay. Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I've... just wear it anyway. Well, I've just, had, I've just had date night and uh, <laughs> my, da my date's Ooh. sleeping in the guest room, so... <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. This is already great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will start and introduce everybody. Uh, this is the Bish Crew Podcast with podcast with your host, Lee and Lisa. And today with, with us on our show, we have Bros and Blokes. Whoop. Yay. Whoop. Welcome, What's welcome. up, guys? How are we doing? Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, this thanks is, this is going to be what? Yeah, no, any time. No, thank you for, uh, like I said, thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me. It's rare that I'm a podcast guest. I've been doing so many of my own, like, episodes on my show and inviting people on. So this is, this is a rare treat for me. It's like going on a field trip. I'm excited. <laughs> Ooh, being right? on the other side of the table. There you go. <laughs> and that's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, so can you um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, where do I begin? Um, I guess the somewhat abridged version is uh, currently a personal trainer at a gym in Kansas City, Missouri. Been training for about five years now. I started training in Chicago. Uh, on the side, as I teased a minute ago, I do a podcast called the Bros and Blokes Lifestyle Academy, which is a weekly men's health wellness show where we do episodes on fitness gaming social conventions hobbies and new this season we're doing episodes on adulting which sounds weird when you hear it at first but it's just lessons on you know being a better adult i guess um the show ultimately is for for anyone anyone who likes those kind of topics so it's not exclusively for guys but it's the perception of two different guys bros and blokes um mm -hmm when we look at certain topics um and so yeah that's that's currently me in a nutshell i mean uh aside from that uh obviously i like to game just downloaded cyberpunk got uh, nice. thoughts on that nice. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean podcasting is my jam obviously fitness is my jam i'm still getting into the the streaming stuff i've had a few hiccups here and there but i'm getting there you know tech's not my uh my best friend sometimes but you no, know i'm getting there either. Me either. I, I, think <laughs> really I think we're too. all in the same boat when it comes down to tech. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you feel like you get something down. You're like, yes, okay, I can figure this out. And then all of a sudden they change it. You know, with Instagram, I'm like, all right, I've got to figure out how to post a story, how to tag locations, whatever. And then there's an update and everything changes. And you're like, God, <laughs> I just learned. <laughs> I just figured out how to do this. <laughs> and it's back to square one. So, you know, it's one of those. We'll take it, but anyway yeah I, like i said just love the fitness stuff i'm still getting into streaming stuff but um yeah that's that's kind of me right now nice. so um what's the one thing people seem to misunderstand about you 
my accent. <laughs> um that's half true uh people people think i'm australian when they first meet me um i don't know whether it's because i've been here i've been in the u.s now for about eight plus years um so whether my accent has kind of somewhat changed a little bit um but when people first meet me they're like oh whereabouts in australia you're from and i'll go oh new south wales and they're like oh that's great and at, what point, at some point, I have to tell them, actually, I'm from England. Um, but anyway, it's hugely fun to, to joke them around. But yeah, um, that's probably one of the, the biggest things right now. If people don't <laughs> realize that about me. I'm actually English, not Australian. <laughs> Do you get that? I, I, I would not admit yeah, to being English. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'm Australian. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, that's why I run with it. I'm just like, yeah, I'm Australian. Yeah, sharks. Yeah, weather's great all year round. Yeah, scary spiders. No big deal. Yeah, because I, 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 I'm also English, I also hate the um, idea of people approaching you and go, oh, yeah, I'm from Great Britain. Do you know the Queen? Oh know, my gosh! Do you know the yeah, Do you I. Know the Beatles. Do you know this? Do you know that? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I, I get that a lot, and even to this very day, really? it's like people do it in a joking way, but some people are like, oh, so do you know so and so? And I'm like, yes, I do ex know exactly where that is and who they are. You know, it's they think the perception is that England is such a small country that there's only 20 people who live in it, and that everyone just seems to know everyone. Um, obviously the reality is not 20 people, but <laughs> it's just, it's just the, the idea of it is kind of funny, but yeah, like I said, even to this very day, I still get people who go, Oh, you must know the queen. I'm like, yeah. And now recently the, the Netflix show just came out too, the crown. And so mm. half of my clients are like, Oh my God, did this really happen? And I'm like, what am I? Some historian all of a sudden, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, you do. So, you, you end yeah. up having to become this knowledge of the whole entire country. Um, exactly. Whereas yeah, I, I, I just say to people, I'm a Scotsman in England, and I hate it. Ah, I can, <laughs> I can, yes, I can see that would suck. <laughs> I'm only here because you have better jobs, <laughs> better pay. But if you didn't, I'd be in Scotland. I'd be going for the referendum again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that is crazy isn't it gosh people are saying oh is that why you left england i'm like yeah i mean maybe coincidentally it worked out time wise so but uh well, anyway, i have a question hey. real quick uh yeah. for, bro for brokes the person for bro said <laughs> brokes <laughs> brokes <laughs> they want to know what bond villain previously played an ally before an antagonist is that short man fitness yeah. <laughs> short man <laughs> Sure. Wait. Read the read the question again. Oh, what Bond villain previously played an ally before playing an antagonist? What Bond villain previously played an ally before playing? Oh no! Was that Sean I, Bean? I have to think of a. Did Sean Bean play like double? Oh my gosh! Something? Of course he did. Yeah, Goldeneye. That's right. Yeah. There we go. See, look at that. The oh, timer Jesus. was supposed to be set to six minutes, and you set it to three. <laughs> And now he's a villain. Yeah. It's yeah. So I I can't say I claim that answer as mine because no, you no. beat me to it. But uh, that I think that is the answer. So maybe short man can confirm. Um, actually, you can. Uh, he is... said wrong. He said no wrong. What? Well, what is it? What wrong? is it? Oh no! There's another one. What's the, what's the answer? No what offense, answer? but in every Bond film, there is always going to be a British person playing the villain. <laughs> you know, I think that's how it works. <laughs> Uh, Big British you, film. Yeah. <laughs> no, he said earlier films. 
Earlier like films. Oh, earlier films. Well, how early are we talking? I mean, yeah. Bond has been going on for years, but uh, earlier than that, my gosh, I'd have to really rattle my brain. You know, it's been a while, too, since I actually did watch the earlier Bond films. Like, I had to really rattle my brain because he asked me the other day about Dr. No, and I I damn near got the question right, but I still didn't get it. Um, so I'd have to think about... If he could give us a clue, like, what movie it's in, then we might be able to get it from there, but... Um, yeah, they talk about the James Bond fandom right there. There it is. The one thing that Americans also know about British people is James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he said probably the early 70s, late 60s. So we're thinking like Moonraker. Uh, we're going Durand, way back then, yeah. We're going like Duran Duran sort of. This is, this is going way over my head. I don't know any of this. <laughs> <sighs> I love James Bond, yeah. I, I'm still kind of bummed. The, I mean, I understand it, obviously, but obviously the new one has been delayed so many times now. Um, you're just kind of wondering at what point are they finally going re- <laughs> to finally going to release it, but um, yeah. I guess they'll release it at the right time. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we shall see. We shall see, indeed. I think it's funny, like, we're like, no, we're not doing it. Coronavirus, coronavirus. And then there's T- Toby Maguire getting fitted for Spider Man outfit for Spider Man 3. Hey, hey, I'm okay with that. I heard, <laughs> yeah. and then I heard that Emma Stone and. Oh, uh, no, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because, mm-hmm. no offense, yeah. everyone puts Toby Maguire down. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland. So remember that, guys. <laughs> that I is very true. That... Stepping stones, right? Yeah, um, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like if we didn't have Adam West, there'd be no Keaton, oh. no Val Kilmer. We won't talk about the other one. Um, <laughs> no Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. I know they announced recently. Marvel did of all their upcoming projects, and they just kind of left it somewhat on on. I can't even say the word ominous there you go Mm -hmm. that uh it was going to be spider-man um and then obviously tom holland did his thing on instagram where he said oh i started filming mask in a mask um but uh yeah i think it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they bring them all together i mean obviously we know about the multiverse look at me going off on my spider-man fandom here um but it's yeah i think it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they put it all together and uh is it gonna look weird or is the story going to be compelling enough that we can kind of buy into the idea? Um, I guess I guess we'll see. I guess we will. I'll tell you what, if anyone's listening and knows um, Ryan Reynolds, tell them I want to be in Deadpool 3, and I want to wear a top that says, I love Spider-Man, but read a Deadpool comic, <laughs> and that'll be my cameo, okay? Let him know, please. I'll, uh, I'll text him right now. I've got his number, actually. Yeah, let me give him a quick message. <laughs> the number. <laughs> Oh, he says um, yes. <laughs> Shortman says it's the same actor played Dr. Samuel Loomis in the original Halloween. Oh, That's... okay. Um, I don't know. Doctor, I don't. It's going to say the original Halloween. Oh, I don't even know who that was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's no. probably one of those actors that, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, I know the face, but I just don't. I don't know his name. Yeah, my my rolodex of actors and actresses is just going off on one. I'm, I'm sorry, can't help you there. So, uh, <laughs> what makes you feel inspired, or you know, like you're at your best self? That's a great question. Um, when I listen to, you know podcasts on fitness or on subjects that kind of excite me, like obviously podcasts on podcasts. Um, from people who've made it, 
like dare I bring up like Joe Rogan, but people like that who've got the craft down and know what they're doing and how they, you know, conduct interviews and all that. But obviously fitness people as well, like, you know, I haven't talked about CrossFit yet, but we might. Uh, but people like Matt Frazier and Tia Claire Toomey who've, who've managed to, you know, succeed really well in their field. It kind of inspires you hearing their stories of where they started. Like everyone has a starting point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, everyone starts somewhere. You have to find your own ways to kind of get to where you want to be. It's never, nothing's ever going to be kind of handed to you on a silver platter. They've all gone through their own personal journeys and a majority of them probably hit failure. But it's just about figuring out what you as a person need to do to get to where you want to be. And every time I listen to these people or see these people perform or whatever it is, it kind of gives me that, yeah, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. And I've got to find my kind of right path to do that as well. So, yeah, that was a great question. I like it. Yeah. No, it's like they say, isn't it? Like success is the stepping stones. I mean, failure is the success to lose the... Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, so many... There's a, there was a thing on, I think it was YouTube, of a video of all these athletes, like, you know, well-known athletes, Michael Jordan, Lionel Messi, you know. And each of them had kind of listed what had happened to them in terms of failure. Like uh, there's a soccer player, Lionel Messi, like I said, he was considered too short. And so all these coaches were ignoring him and not even getting him to try. But he just found ways. He overcame that kind of barrier. And now he's one of the best soccer players in the world. And you just kind of think, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to have those barriers in life. You just got to kind of have that positivity, know that anyone can kind of crush through it. And um ultimately just try and live your best best life dare i say it but you know not be so bogged down by these you know people so many people have failures like left right and center but they still find ways to kind of bounce back keep going push forward and um i think there's a lot to be said about those people and how you know you as individuals or anyone can succeed if they just put their mind to whatever it is so so there you go would, would you say and like, I just got a notification uh, real quick, bros and blokes. Uh, one of our friends, Mr. Pustang, has gifted you a sub to my channel. So, whoa! Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Who is it, uh, Mr. Pustang? Mr. Pustang. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Pustang. He just, he just right. gave one to um, Yoga with Jen to my channel. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah. Nice. Look at this guy. Uh, I should probably go onto Twitch and watch this because I didn't even think to do that. <laughs> So well, let me you... bring it up here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's only doing it because me and Lisa are his favorite YouTube mods. <laughs> right. Ah, there we go. There's a reason. <laughs> There's always a reason to something. <laughs> There's always a reason. I was going to say. But yeah, like... no, so you got. Go on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you guys, like, because, you know, being a podcaster, like, how did you guys meet? <laughs> Forgive me if I should know the story, but I don't. And how did you guys get into the Bish crew? How did this all start? Okay, so we both would end up in each other's streams chatting via PlayStation Talk because we both have shitty PCs. <laughs> nice. Um, so it's PlayStation streams and Switch. And um, people just enjoyed our band and like, oh, you should do a podcast. So one day I thought, yeah, fuck it. And I just turned around and like, I've made us overlays and we're doing a podcast that starts next week. At least I was like, wait, what? On it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Wait, what? what? <laughs> so this is what this is episode seven, I'm guessing. I've literally just yeah. logged on to uh, Lando's thing. So episode yeah. seven, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
yeah that's awesome though because also like i said earlier like everyone's got to you know start somewhere and just kind of get the feet wet so to speak so uh crushing it crushing it well it's fun, you know yeah it, it's fun um, uh, for me the reason i just thought I, I was sitting there thinking about it and we both would joke about it and i said fuck it i'm gonna jump in head first and yeah. i was like if the podcast doesn't work i've got my yoga streams i've got my gaming mm-hmm. streams i've got other things you know that entertain people so yeah i just have gaming. Great. <laughs> maybe maybe you know, fitness, when everybody's trying to get me into the fitness thing. There you go. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like I said, it's just, especially with podcasts too, like it's a good way, well, especially if you can complement it with, you know, gaming streams or fitness streams or whatever it is, you're able to find listeners and viewers and kind of send them to the, the other one, if that makes sense. So people who are on Twitch might suddenly be like, oh, you have a podcast? Cool, I'll mm-hmm. listen. Or you know, vice versa, you have a podcast? Oh, cool, I'll check out your, your fitness stream. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's 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 honestly the best way to do it too in terms of expanding your audience. It's just kind of just putting your name out there as best you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of curious. <laughs> <laughs> what Keep you going. <laughs> yeah, um, so what's the most important thing you've learned in your life? In my life overall? Oh, wow. Uh, rattle the brain for that one. Um, don't worry, don't take things... only 21. <laughs> <laughs> uh i wish i was only that um no i was gonna say i think don't take things for granted like i was kind of mentioning a little bit earlier like a lot of people grow up thinking that everything's going to be kind of handed to them and everything's going to be like all right yeah we're going to teach you how to do this we're going to give you this we this but you get to a certain point in your life where you have big decisions to make and you have a path to choose and i think everyone has to be obviously confident about the path they choose own it um and so i think in general in terms of we talk about life things um making good obviously make good choices that sounds kind of simple but it's important but obviously be true to your choices um always be positive um no matter what happens in life always find ways to bounce back whether it means finding social support through friends or family uh turning to the things that you enjoy doing whether it be streaming or gaming or doing fitness even um Mm -hmm. There's always going to be things in life with everyone that's constantly going to knock us down and make us feel like, you know, we don't belong wherever we are or whatever it is. And I think it's in those moments we truly get tested. And in those moments we think, oh, this isn't going to happen for me. Oh, this isn't going to work for me. And I think everyone has to find the right ways to overcome it, but never just take it so much to heart. I think a lot of us can be very sensitive to you know negative vibes and negative feedback or whatever but just do you be who you are be proud of who you are and you know don't <laughs> don't ever hold back um right. i know that was a long-winded answer to your question but i think there's a lot kind of to you know be said about that i guess no it's fine <laughs> we like long answers <laughs> oh there you go well, so, yeah i'll keep me going uh but no it's i think it's a good it's a good takeaway because you know like i said it would be too easy for one person obviously unless they're you know got a whole bunch of money or whatever it is that to just coast through life and not even think about these things but no matter what your situation is no matter where you grew up no matter where you started in life or whatever that there's always going to be those moments of of tests if you like and we all face them different ways but overcoming these tests is what makes us stronger as human beings yeah Yeah. hopefully that answers your question (laughs) good What's the best compliment you have ever received? 
The best compliment? Um, I guess if I'm being more recent, that I have a good radio voice. Um, mm. I guess I'll take it. But uh, that's one of them. I don't know. Uh, other compliments? I think that's um, funny because if we said that here in the United Kingdom, being told you've got a radio voice basically meant you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that's the, actually a good point. Yeah, in the in the UK, we say, "Oh, you've got a good voice for the radio," or "You've got a face for the radio." It just means you're ugly. <laughs> yeah, well, I will, that's very true, and I will. <laughs> I will say too, like um, growing up, I did do like some acting. I was in like some some theatre stuff, you know, and it was they would say, "Oh, you sound great," and you're like, "Sound great? What do you mean? Just sound great? You know, I think I look oh, great. God. What is this? You know, I'm wearing a costume here. I look the business." You got um, the director going, "Project your voice. Project. Let yeah, the audience pro- at the back hear you." <laughs> yeah, loud as they can hear it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think if, if, if anything, I think being more, I guess say general i think just having confidence you know being a confident individual i'm never one to kind of shy away from anything if you know someone will say i'll jump off this cliff i'll say how high you know no i'm just kidding um <laughs> no it's it's just being a being a positive person being a confident person i think that's people like that i'm such a kind of outgoing you know social you know happy guy and like yeah that kind of, I, I feel that energy you know i feel that positivity and i think that's i like hearing that that i'm giving them that you know that positive um that positive vibe so i'll take it why not it's good to be positive why not yeah exactly <laughs> exactly except when i do yoga hard and uh, flexibility work and then my back goes i'm like oh no lost it <laughs> it's not really... not got it anymore <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny how all you streamers have like a summoning call. Like you're not around and you go on and go, and there's someone who does CrossFit and boom, bows and blokes is in the room. Boom, there it is. Oh, you've got it's issues like with I'm... your tech? Ooh, they're salty. Yeah, right. Yep. It's one of those things where we just have this kind of inner, you know, radar, if you want to call it that. We'll be doing something completely away from our computer, computer and then someone will say CrossFit and I'll look up, my ears will perk up. I'm like, oh, someone just said CrossFit. I just race over to the computer and log on. Ah! Um, it was funny though, because one time I was, uh, I think the term is lurking in uh, mm-hmm. Yogahana stream and he mentioned CrossFit and that's how it all started. I went, oh, did someone say CrossFit? Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the line just picked up every time I went into someone's stream and they mentioned CrossFit. Especially Seltzy, because he would do it quite a bit. Oh, did someone say CrossFit? And so it's just become this mainstay of my presence in Twitch now, is that any time anyone says CrossFit, I oh, cue, that's my cue. Did somebody say CrossFit? And thus, the rest is history. It's funny, because in my um, Instagram story, I put like a CrossFit music for you. I love. I saw that and I loved it, and I was like, "I think I'm gonna cry." You know, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this Tears is perfect." My eyes. I, <laughs> I kind of had to just throw your your post out because I was on a date, and I was like, "Oh crap, I need the toilet," and I'm like, "Quickly post this." <laughs> that is dedication right there. You're on a date, and you realize you have to do marketing for the podcast. Bravo! You are gonna succeed. Let me just say that right now. That is impressive. <laughs> Multitasking. Oh no, the funny thing is, I was like, oh, the podcast is in like half an hour. I'll let the guests know where the guest bedroom is, get the bedroom set up, let them go there. And I was like, do I come on 
camera with myself all dolled up for my date or do I I was like no I'm gonna quickly shower and come on in my hoodie it's great I was like you lot don't get to see me look like a million dollars you can all see me look like Deadpool with my bow face <laughs> Deadpool <laughs> <laughs> love it oh man that's great. so your date is with you right now then in the other room is that right yeah he's in the guest bedroom Love it. That's great. Well, if they ever want to make a guest appearance, now's a good time. Bring them out. Let's, let's really expand the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let them sleep because the thing is, um, my friend who's a YouTuber, he does dating advice for women. And his mm. biggest advice is if, they've got, if they're serious about you, they'll find time for you. This guy does 12 and a half hour shifts. Mm. It's ten, it was like 10 o'clock at night when he came over. So... You know, <laughs> and it's pretty right late there. over there right now. Yeah, it's it? really late. He came over after work and he was like, oh, you're like a million dollars, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to make you feel better about yourself. And I quickly changed into a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. And we had a free course meal. Played, a, played a few games. Then I lied and went to the toilet to quickly do some PR work. <laughs> and now I'm here on the podcast. <laughs> That's the way it is. That is it right there. Hands down. <laughs> Yep. commitments to the cause we love it no one is ever yeah. too busy okay anyone who says that they're too busy they, you're not you know take a hike yeah well time uh, dare we say time management it is a big part of all of our lives yeah. being you know having a structure about how you deal with your time mm -hmm. and i think nowadays more so than ever we find ourselves so distracted by you know social medias or netflixes or whatever that sometimes time gets away from us and it's I'd, I'd say for me personally i've i have struggled with that a few times just having projects to do and all of a sudden it's like, oh damn i've lost so much time you know i'm supposed to do this and this so that's yeah. something i need to work on for sure is getting better with the uh, time management yeah well i'm i've decided to go um work agency which is doing temporary work for anyone who doesn't know what that is not agency as in being an actress because let's be honest i'm better looking than quite a few people in hollywood <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> but um i do temp work because i've actually taken up the studies on becoming a personal trainer very yoga, nice yoga mindfulness and nutrition and dietetics uh like as much as i love being a mental health nurse um i'm losing love and interest in it simply because it's robotic you know there's certain things where it's like but if we just do this method we can really help someone it's like well it's not in the care plan so we can't do that and I'm mm. like, I can't, I can't do this because there's some people where I'm like, please let me talk to the MDT and let's change their care plan. Yeah, that's too bad too. And I, you know, you said you're becoming a trainer. That's awesome. And I think, you know, if you've got the, uh, the mindset to be more kind of having that opportunity to give someone, you know, the power to transform their body and transform their lives ultimately then that's for me that's been incredibly rewarding the years that i've been a trainer it's been seeing people transform and you know like i say just go through this journey and there's always been ups and downs with a number of people and there's different reasons why but ultimately when someone invests in you to be their trainer and you give them the tools to succeed and you see them whether it be losing weight or whether it be getting stronger or whatever yeah it is incredibly rewarding it really is so I, if i'm to be somewhat biased i think you've made a really good choice there making uh becoming a personal trainer 
Well, I was like, I need, I need the motivation to get back into shape, and I was like, well, my motivation mm. will be become a personal trainer because then people would listen to you. <laughs> That's a good one. That I mean, it, yeah, I mean, honestly, that is true because when you are a trainer, you feel you have to kind of keep on yourself because you're giving this advice to people about eating better and eating clean, and then if you suddenly turn around and eat a cake, and you're like, ah, I just kind of contradicted myself there a little bit. So uh, yeah, let's let's be better about it. And so that's it is important, that, but it's rewarding too because then you feel, you know, you're in good shape and you feel good about your life and your health in that moment. So it kind of works both ways, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, how long have you been doing podcasts for? Um, so I started back in 2017 with a show called "Who Kicked the Corner Flag." which is a English Premier League soccer game show. It is basically, and I say it because we're still running it this very day. Oh, wow. It is myself. Yeah, yeah. It is myself and two local friends I've made here who happen to be huge English soccer fans. Mm -hmm. And each week we get together and we basically quiz out the weekend's action. So I happen to be a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Which you may or may not who they are. Okay, that reaction says it all. Um, and my Chelsea. Okay, interesting. <laughs> and we will have a conversation about that. Um, we talk about choices. Questionable one there. Um, my mom was but my buddies. <laughs> <West Ham. laughs> my mom was West Ham. Wow. I was Chelsea. So. We're talking about the London network right here. It's great. Um, but my buddy is an Arsenal fan, so obviously the rivalry between our teams is great. And then I have another buddy who's a Spurs fan as well. Anyway, so each week we'd meet, uh, we do quizzes, and like I said, it's still going to this very day. Um, and then I got the idea for doing Bros and Blokes with another set of friends. Obviously, one of them was my colleague, a fitness colleague. And we thought, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to do uh, a show on you know fitness tips, and he's a big gamer too. And so we kind of started our show doing just that. We've started that a year ago now so yeah all in all it's been just over three years but wow. uh two shows going strong yeah that's neat actually that's really cool i i, I just well, disappointed that you're a spurs fan <laughs> it was going so well it was going so well i don't think we'll be having this person back on as a guest they're a spurs fan and one of their friends is an arsenal I... fan <laughs> I know. Well, I've, I've got to say, I mean, Chelsea too. I mean, not to go too much into the whole soccer talk here, but, uh, you know, you've got to have respect for Chelsea and their successes. The thing that's really sucky about being a Spurs fan is they always get so close yet so far. Like, Spurs haven't won a trophy in so many years. And it's just the butt of everyone's jokes now. Like, oh, if you're a Spurs fan, you just don't know what success feels like because you get so close to winning something. And, oh, no, we lost again. And so, you know, I have to give credit to Chelsea and Arsenal and, you know, all these well, other to teams. to be honest, Chelsea have been picking up their games. There was, a, there was a few years where it was a little bit edgy because, obviously, we got roped into the race walls as well. So Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. that's a problem in, because... And, and, and another thing in um, British soccer is um, we don't give our youth time to actually get a chance in there by time we're like yeah we'll yeah. hire you they're 27 and it's like they're at the retirement age of Be david beckham like david beckham retired when he was like 30 <laughs> yeah that's that's sadly true and it's, it all comes down to money doesn't it because yeah. money talks and if there's you know they want to invest in a player who's from you know france who's really good they're going to do that just yeah. to get success versus risking 
some English kid who might be good or might not be good, you know. Um, yeah. Like I said, I can go on, on and on about it, but um, it is one of those uh, one of those things. Here's a sneaky little um, snippet about me, random fact. I used to play for the under-10s Liverpool girls team. Oh, well, there you go. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Liverpool to, are a good team. Yeah, Liverpool <laughs> are a good team. Um, I used to live on Anfield, so I used to go, I used to go up the hatch of my attic, sit on the rooftop, and you couldn't see into the stadium, but you just knew which side was winning constantly. Because <laughs> it was like the Lala Royals, Roy, was like, yeah, it's definitely Liverpool. And then you would talk, yeah, and you're like, yay, Chelsea. <laughs> Under your breath, <laughs> like your friends don't hear you. <laughs> That's what's fascinating about stadiums in England. Uh, even to this day, Americans are kind of like, how are the houses and the apartments so close to some of these stadiums that I'm like, it's just the way they've been built. Yeah. You know, they've been around for so many years, they just don't really want to upgrade them because it's more of a history thing. But yeah, I mean, stadiums like Anfield, I mean, the houses are not that far away. So if you live in one of these flats, oh, you're going to hear, you're, you're going to hear those games. <laughs> oh, I loved it. We all used to open the windows. Uh, and this is what we were saying on our last podcast about how I used to make my money. Me and my friends used to come up with dance routines and every football match, we get onto the front lawn, we do our dance segment. We sing to um, bar- we sing to things like I'm a Barbie girl and grown ass men will throw chop change at us, <laughs> and then we have Fantastic. our money. <laughs> oh my gosh, those were the days, right? <laughs> <laughs> they really were. If only I could dance now, but without having to strip. <laughs> <laughs> How times have changed. <laughs> Love it, love it. But yeah, no. Oh, I was just going to say, because you guys were talking about like the stadiums being so close to the neighborhood. I was thinking, I think, isn't like Wrigley Field like in the middle, smack dab in like middle of Chicago with like the neighborhood? It's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very close. Yeah, I used to live in Chicago for a couple of years. I didn't live by Wrigleyville, but I would take the train that would go pretty much through the stadium. It was crazy on the red line. And so you'd be like, oh my gosh, the stadium's like right there. <laughs> and you see the, see the houses and the apartments and everything. I know they've updated it a little bit, but um, it's still pretty close. Yeah. Um, what got you interested in doing podcasts? I would someone, say... It's hungry, because I can hear someone's belly. <laughs> oh, is it me? No, I had a, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe it's my belly. I don't know. Is it you? No. Oh, I think it's um, somebody's um, mic, maybe. Are you moving? Oh, is it my mic? Hang on, let me... Yeah, maybe. I could fix it. Uh, oh, yeah. Sick. I thought it was someone's stomach. I thought it was Oh, no, that's the stomach. I just said Chinese, um, so I'm good. There we go. Is that better? Can you hear me better now? Yeah. 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 It's just maybe something okay. that was rubbing against something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, let's... How many? 18 plus? Okay, we're good. Um, no, I was going to say, started podcasting. Um, I think my dad gave me the idea actually a while ago because we were talking about things that I would be good at doing when it comes to like being in America as a British person. Like, oh, well, American people like to hear the British accent. Still don't know why. Um, maybe you should try doing you know, some voice stuff. And funny enough, actually, a couple of years ago, I did uh, go to a voice acting agency, if you want to call it that. Um, actually, I think I'm still part of one in Kansas City. I have to check that. But anyway, um, I went in and read some lines and they said, yeah, yeah, we like the fact that you're a British guy. So, 
you know, if we have a, a client who wants to use a British voice, we'll, we'll let you know. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let me know. And um, I got a few emails, of, you know, from the agency saying, hey, can you read these lines and record it and send it over? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I did. Uh, I didn't get anything from it, but, you know, um, it was fun, fun experience. Uh, I haven't had anything recently. It's all good practice at the end of the day. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, like I said, it wasn't an intention, but it just kind of came to be. And, uh, yeah, it all worked out. Nice, nice. But, um, yeah, I think in answer to your question, I think in terms of how it all started, I think the the joy or the, the fun part about podcasting is you can kind of create your own show and do your own thing and make it yours and so i had the idea for it from my dad he said you should just create your own thing you know use your voice um and at the time obviously with the the soccer podcasts very much into the premier league still am Mm -hmm. and i had some buddies who were kind of like yeah we should do a podcast and um like i said it all kind of just came to be from that really so so there you go it's funny Uh, when you talk about it you don't think about it but yeah um, the Lone Wolf 007, uh, Blows and Ropes is British, and he says soccer to prevent confusion with football. Um, yes, fun fact. T- fun fact, yeah. uh, technically rugby is actually known as rugby football, but then he, got, Ooh, and then he got narrowed down to just rugby, and this is why Americans call football what they call football. Funny enough. Yes. See, when I, you guys I've... first said soccer, I'm like, wait, they're talking football, though, that country right <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah it's our soccer but i'm like wait isn't don't they because i thought you would say football but because well that's just one of the well that's the do. casing point for the fact that I've, I've been so ingrained in american culture now <laughs> that i have to say soccer to avoid confusion because if yeah. i say football people are like oh maybe he means american football <laughs> oh he does an american football podcast that's interesting uh i don't but yeah it's it's one of those things for to, to avoid confusion i just say the word soccer now it's just it's but it's what, what's funny is my family back home would be like what do you mean soccer it's football come on now <laughs> Yeah, Lisa, sorry, it's, sorry. It's like how you know when I talk to you in text, I spell color incorrectly. I spell mum incorrectly. It's just mm-hmm. not confusion. <laughs> I spell I know things, that feeling. I, I spell a lot of things in American in an Americanized way when I'm talking to my American friends, and then I have to convert back to English. <laughs> yeah, that's like the same with me. There's like O U, right? Yeah, some yeah. things instead of mm-hmm. just like color. Color, favorites, yeah. Oh. Uh, Honor, that's another one. Yeah. It's Hmm. a lot of words that you have OR here. It would probably be a U somewhere in the English version. So, (laughs) it's time to think about. We're going to have to do a podcast on English words and how to spell them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's funny too is I actually just did a podcast last week, uh, my buddy and I, the Bros and Blokes one, and we did an episode on Christmas traditions english versus the american the episode actually comes out this monday and it was hilarious because i didn't realize how many things are uniquely british when it comes to christmas traditions like i could list a whole i didn't realize there was such a long list but the idea of setting fire to a christmas pudding which to any english person is like yeah that's that's a traditional thing Mm -hmm. but when you tell that to an american like even now Lando's probably like, what the heck? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> send, send fire to a... Yeah, so seriously, it's a Christmas pudding, which is like a... I don't know how you describe it. It's like a it's dried like a... fruit... Yeah, yeah, go on. It's like a dried fruit cake 
dried fruit yeah. sponge cake and then you put you put brandy over it and then you set fire to the brandy and it brings out all of the flavours. I think yep. it's, it's disgusting. Oh. It's for old people. <laughs> it's old people. Well, I was going to say it's been a tradition around for so long, so you could be right. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, people we know about it though because that's how we've grown up, and our families have done it every Christmas, and you know all that. But I was obviously telling this to my co-host Callan, who's American, and he's like, "You do what?" And then I talked about Christmas crackers, which again, he's like, "What is that? Some kind of snack?" Oh God! And I'm like, "No." <laughs> Christmas crackers are like they're little toys that you you know they're cylindrical then, tubes yeah, each end gifts. and you yeah and you pull them apart toys. Get, yeah so oh, right. I, 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 yeah <laughs> I encourage people to google all of these things because you'd be surprised what you'll see like Christmas crackers UK type it into google and it'll blow your mind because again things that I didn't think I thought these things would be more like universal but yeah um Christmas crackers are uniquely British. <laughs> I will bring one on to the Christmas special show and show you what a Christmas cracker is. It's like a mini Christmas gift that you get yeah. to fight for. Like it's a so it comes in a cylindrical tube, and it's hollow, and it's got like a little firecracker thing in the middle, so it makes a bang noise. And you basically play tug of war with the person next to you. It's normally the person to your left. It's yep. the tradition, and you pull at it, and whoever gets the longer side will normally get what's inside the cracker. So you get things like screwdrivers, nails, uh, tea picks for golf. <laughs> you get really <laughs> random shit in there. In oh. the cracker? In a yeah. cracker, yeah. It's not edible. It's not edible, Okay. Yeah, it's worth stressing that it's not food. There's no eating of the said cracker. Like, so. it's it's cardboard <laughs> and toys. And you get, a, you get a bad joke, and you get a festive paper hat yeah. and yeah you get some kind of puzzle or toy or trinket or whatever yeah. um, but it's again it's a traditional thing that every year people will pull these christmas crackers and they bang um again i was trying to explain this to my co-host and he's like i have to i have to figure out what this is <laughs> um but yeah, uh, it turns out we did some research. I don't know if there is one where you guys are, but there's a world, there's a store called World Market in America, which basically is just mm -hmm. that. It imports goods from all over the world. Okay. Yeah, and they have now started selling boxes of Christmas crackers. Now, yeah. I haven't tested these, so I can't confirm if they're legit. But from what I'm seeing on their website and what I'm hearing, uh, they are the thing. So if you ever intrigued about what we're talking about... <laughs> Check out worldmarket.com, type in Christmas crackers and uh, and check them out. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I'll be doing them um, on our Christmas special. Um, Love it. Because Love it. <laughs> I think people need to be introduced to these. Um, also, I agree. we normally lay out a Christmas dinner. So the plate uh -huh. is set, you know, not everything. And then at the top of each plate is a Christmas cracker. And then there's more Christmas crackers inside the Christmas tree, which also has... Christmas candy yep. inside it, so that's right. <laughs> oh, making me all nostalgic. All these, all these things we're talking about. But anyway, the, the list goes on. I mean, there's Christmas crackers, Christmas pudding, um, the whole idea of mince pies. Just saying, mince pies. Again, any British person will, will know mince pies. Yeah. But you ask any American a mince pie, they think, "What is that? Like a ground beef pie?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. Mince mince meat is something entirely different." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Don't worry, on and the so, Christmas special, we'll have that all. <laughs> throw it in there. Perfect. Yeah, just just write all these things down, have it on a list, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I, I'm trying to round it back to the question, but, um, <laughs> you know, we talk about unique differences between England and uh, and America. That's Christmas happens to be one of those things where it's like, whoa, you guys do this? It's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how your Christmas special goes down. <laughs> Next week, Pride, next week, Friday, is Ugly Sweater Day. Well, here in the UK, Ooh. we call them jumpers. Ugly Christmas Jumper Day. Every third every third Friday of December in the United Kingdom, we wear ugly Christmas jumpers, a.k.a. sweaters. <laughs> Love it. I think jumpers. we have to do that too for our work next week as well. I have to find... I think I have a, like a Merry Fitness one, which is kind of like has the style, but it's fitness related so crossfit miss yeah actually that's a good idea i need to see if there's one out there i'm sure there is we'll have to find it we merry do. christmas we, we do um we do um lone wolf and it started back in the 1950s the ugly christmas jumper tradition oh there you go so, history yeah. there right there love it the more you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, like, don't I'm gonna stick in my head. <laughs> We're learning as we go. <laughs> um, who Sad. was who was your most favourite quest on your you put quest and not guest and I just read it as quest. <laughs> I know I I changed and I'm like wait I was looking at it, we were <laughs> I've, I've been on many quests in life. <laughs> who is who was your most favourite guest on a pod on your podcast? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, um, I've had so many. That's the great thing. And every guest brings something, you know, really unique. Whether it be about you know educating me on whether it be about yoga with Yogahana recently or whether it be someone who's really entertaining or really knowledgeable. I, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. Um, I had someone a while ago on the who kicked the corner flag, who was a 10 year plus podcaster. They've got a lot of experience and they knew a lot about um, the sport and they were really fascinating to listen to because they had different kind of unique takes on certain things. Um, shout out to soccer talk there. Um, but apart from that, more recent, I was, yeah, I, I couldn't pick one. I really couldn't. I think every, like I said, every episode presents kind of new topics and new discussions that, um, if I want to pick certain favorites, I did have Keely on actually at one time, Keely, the terrible he made. Um, she was, she was really good because she told us a lot about, you know, the art of cosplay and her experience in cosplay and what she's done. And Keely obviously is crushing it right now on Twitch. Um, oh, yeah. but it was good to hear, it was good to hear her stories about, you know, the perceptions of it and why certain people are kind of negative about it and all that. And so the more people I speak to, the more I just kind of learn <laughs> about, um, you know, different things. And uh, she was great, um, had her on. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'd have to really think about that one person, I guess, that's been more recent, that's been really good. But leave it with me. I'll think about it. <laughs> and the answer was your first ever podcast guest. <laughs> ah, there you and go. The money, yeah. And the money round goes to Lando Lakes, his family. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> She's probably thinking, what? <laughs> that was a noise from Family Fortunes. <laughs> oh. Literally, you got a question. Family feud. Is... 
oh well here we call it family fortunes and you used to get on a show if you could get on the show and they'll go name five things you'd find in a bathroom <laughs> it was just stupid it still is <laughs> wheel of fortune was a good one because sometimes you'd look and you think does that say arse and then you're thinking a movie blah 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 and you'd be like there's something and then you're like oh I know what that is <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes the word will get half revealed and you're like that says arse on tv yeah and people will be like yeah moving on moving on nothing to see here it's all good <laughs> uh, all good oh man so let me ask you guys then so aiming obviously is a big part of what you both do i'm guessing i think i know the answer to this favorite games right now and why phasmophobia because i can call lando links <laughs> <laughs> like video games? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, basketball Oh, God. Well, you you guys... Got... <laughs> he <laughs> kills me in that one. That's why it's her favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> we need to play that again. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to play that and then stream it because uh, to see the shenanigans that goes on. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, in Phasmophobia, yeah. I have a habit where I set up all the equipment with that five-minute gap that you allow before the haunting starts. She'll run in with the spirit box, go, hey, are you here? And I'll start, I'll run to the front door and I'll go, you're not a real ghost, you're not a real ghost. And then the door will lock, <laughs> get locked and she'll die. <laughs> and then they'll kill me. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and she does it every single time. <laughs> She's too scared to go in the house. I'm not too scared. No, I'm doing the smart thing called living. (laughs) Get your partner killed. (laughs) Right, on the objective, he'll normally say, this ghost is very violent. I may possibly cause death. I'm like, well, we've got the equipment to watch from the camera, so I'll do that. (laughs) My God. (laughs) That is something that we need content here, guys. Make it happen. Make it make it a thing. <laughs> oh, the first time we did it, she goes to me. We could hear a ghost. And she goes to me, it's in the garage. I went, no, it's bloody not because it's breathing on my neck and it's in the bedroom next to the front door. And she's like, no, no, it's in the garage. It's set off the car alarm. <laughs> so I scream. I run out and then she's like, she screams after me and the door, front door gets locked behind her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she hears me screaming and then nothing <laughs> <laughs> and then I go back in the house I'm like yeah I'm going to say it's a revenant then. <laughs> oh my gosh okay alright I see this I got. like I said I think we need to see this for real though <laughs> get this streamed yeah we'll, we, oh, we, will, we will definitely organise that um, among us I'm planning on doing a stream of at some point I need to get people mm. together never done it never played it would you believe it I've got it on my mobile phone <laughs> I have too. Yeah, I downloaded it. I just haven't actually been able to play it yet. So, so yeah, one I'll, one day off. I, I like to call my character in Among Us now Daddy because a little pair of people go, Daddy did it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, that's wild. So, what about fitness stuff then? So, you both do yoga, I'm guessing, or Dragon? I know Dragon Blue, you do yoga. Land of Lakes, what's your? Do you have? I know we said a little bit about it, but. Um, I'm not really set. I do like some yoga when I watch streamers do yoga. Okay, but nice. I don't do my own, and I do, I do like the beach body workouts, basically. Nice. So I'll probably be doing that when I 
stream my fitness. There you go. I, yeah, I still good. have to try and figure out how I'm going to like stream it though, because I don't think I could share the the workout on. Oh, because on it's there. a video. So I might have. Yeah. yeah, I might have to just watch it and then just kind of maybe say, maybe have it loud enough so they people can hear what mm. the person's saying and then just see me or what maybe. Um, I'll work or maybe <laughs> have you just saying to your audience what you're doing so you can yeah. still watch what it is but it doesn't necessarily matter that they have to see it just say mm -hmm. okay i'm now doing this or maybe yeah. have like mm -hmm. an overlay to what you're doing and so people can read it and yeah because mm -hmm. i know that the issue too is you want to show something that's technically copyrighted or whatever and mm -hmm. that you enter the gray area of it i'm still dealing with the whole music thing right now because you know people say oh you can't have certain music playing in your stream like, yeah, I guess that makes sense because, you know, it's owned by so-and-so and so you have to kind of figure out ways around it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been reading up on that because that's that keeps coming back up in the news articles. Like, I'm like, oh, go mm -hmm. away, Twitch, with the people who are feuding. And then I'm like, DMCA. And I'm like, they're planning to actually start taking down people's streams while they're live streaming if they are playing copyright music. So. They already start. Yeah, so they did. I think it was. I read this somewhere. There was a uh, a live launch of a game. Was it a game or I can't remember what it was. Yeah. And one of the top streamers was was showing the footage, but of course there was a segment where there was music playing that was not technically owned by the game. It was like copyrighted from the artist, and so he had to literally in that moment mute it mm -hmm. because people were yelling at him like, "You need to mute this now, otherwise you could get kicked off." Or whatever. Like, oh, this is oh, really? crazy. Yeah. He's there trying to promote it, and he has to mute part of it. Oh yeah, there's loads of games where people have been told mute it, like because yeah. even the sound of a grandfather clock has actually been coming to the point where people are like, "That's that's copyright." It's like, no way. Yeah, they're they're getting yeah. really really strict on it, so. You have Crazy. to be like nothing dead silent. Then that's really. Well, awkward. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Royalty. <laughs> I can't even say it. Royalty free music. There you go. Yeah. That's uh, another way to do it. So just. Yeah, that's what going. I've got all downloaded on my phone. Yeah. So I'd yeah. rather be playing things like Billy Eilish and that. <laughs> there you go yeah i was gonna say yeah maybe you have an earpiece where you hear that but then your audience hears something else you know <laughs> yeah be like you're, you're kind of you're not dancing to the rhythm of the song like oh yeah i am <laughs> this song <laughs> in my head yeah. <laughs> nice so then so what about you yeah go on sorry oh then that's the next question <laughs> yeah go but for it yeah you... okay so other than the podcast what do you do for a living um in terms of living it's currently training right now that's my my main bread and butter main source of income um and it's been tricky because obviously right now with with the rona um mm -hmm. it's been very up and down because a lot of people and you have to respect obviously what everyone thinks but um a lot of people don't want to go into a commercial gym right now because they they think that it is the one place where you are going to catch the virus and you know we do as much as we can to keep the place clean we'll have wipes we'll have you know sprays on us and we'll be all wearing masks of course but um obviously for training it's taken a huge hit because a lot of people who like to train in person just don't really want to do it right now and mm -hmm. i will say obviously it has trended more now towards virtual training more people want to do you know the the zoom training if yeah. you want to call it that and mm -hmm. that does help because it's a different way of doing it but um but yeah i think overall like we talk about all the 
industries that have benefited from the virus, all those that haven't. Training, sadly, is one of those that has taken a hit because I've seen a lot of friends who, you know, love training and love doing it, but they just can't afford to do it because there's just not enough interest right now, especially to get new clients. But what I do think is interesting, if I'm to make a guess, is that when this virus is, you know, all said and done and we have a vaccination, whatever, mm-hmm. that I think more and more people are then going to be like, right, I now need to get back into shape because I was stuck at home, I was in quarantine, lockdown, whatever. I now need to go out and do things and um, be more active. And so hopefully, fingers crossed, that that'll make the training industry start to kind of bounce back, but maybe rebound stronger because more people will probably need it. But I will say too, on, the, on that fitness thing too, like people coming to Twitch has been incredible because a lot of people want the fitness in their lives, haven't been able to go to a gym. And so people like fitness streamers, um, like Celsi, Shortman, you know, all these streamers have managed to set up um, accessible options for people to do workouts, you know, do bodyweight workouts, even with limited equipment. And so um, that has been incredible because a lot of people need that and are able to go to places like Twitch and and get that for free too. Um, And so, uh, so yeah, I kind of went off on a wild tangent there, didn't I? But you know, it's part of it. (laughs) When you're passionate about something, you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is nice. Have Twitch, to... Twitch has really opened up the gateway to a lot of people who've been like, "Yeah, I need to get into fitness." And somehow their favorite streamers like, "Yeah, I know we've just been playing Batman and Arkham Asylum, but we're gonna go raid this person because they're my friend." And they're like, "Oh, I've never thought about doing yoga after gaming." <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Well, and you know, I talked to certain people too. Like, fitness was not really a thing on Twitch so many years ago. It's it's mm-hmm. become more of a thing now. I'd argue with the whole you know, coronavirus, but even before then, I mean, not many people were going to stream their workouts on Twitch. It was predominantly gaming or chatting mm-hmm. or food and drink or whatever. And now it's become fitness was almost like one of the leading parts of it. Now, if you go onto the homepage and one of the drop downs is health and fitness, you know, it's probably got more numbers <laughs> than anything else right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. Like I said, I think it's, to be able to have the options now where you can take your fitness and it doesn't have to be in a commercial gym or, you know, yeah. CrossFit box, if you want to call it that too, or wherever you have the options to do it at home now, it makes it even better. Yeah, and I, I also think, like, with Twitch fitness, the, the great thing about it is you see someone, you go, oh, she or he's got a similar body to me, and you you see the, you see the workouts working, and you're like, well, I can do that, mm-hmm. whereas... You look through social media and it's like, buy this whey protein, look like this guy, look like this girl. And it's like, uh, and then you think, okay, I'll have a go. And then the whey protein's like $200 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that sadly <laughs> is, that's part of the industry that's, uh, say, over-promoting. And that's, it, it does suck because, I mean, especially when it comes to supplementation, like the market isn't regulated as much as it should be. So anyone, you and I, the three of us could literally make a protein powder that could just be sawdust, sell it and make a huge ton of money, but not get regulated by it. You know, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. the market itself is crazy and it needs to be regulated because, you know, there's so much out there that is crap. Um, But yeah, I I think you're right. I think just the, the idea and dare I have a dig at Instagram too, but even the fitness side of Instagram can be a little toxic at times because you have people who quite frankly, probably haven't lifted a dumbbell in their life, just so happen to look good 
and all of a sudden they're promoting things that they shouldn't be promoting. They're yeah. doing workouts that anyone will watch and be like, oh, well, I want to look like that person, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what they're doing. Yeah. And it's just a recipe for disaster because then they get injured, then they, you know, then they feel like they can't succeed in their fitness goals. And it's kind of sad, really. Like, as much as I, you know, enjoy watching friends who are fitness, you know, colleagues or whatever, try and build their Instagram followings, you just get that one person who's just, just grates on you because you're just like, no, you shouldn't be teaching that. <laughs> this is wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, was, you know, as, uh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, see, for me, the problem I have with the Instagram fitness is because I'm a yogi. Um, there are plenty out there that do things correctly. You know, they're like, hey, if you want to go from from doing this to this, these are the steps you need to take. And there's mm-hmm. recently been an upload of this yogi challenge. And I'm just like, you're going to have some idiot watch this, try it pop their shoulders out and probably break their neck in trying to do this. Oh, gosh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what's crazy, too, is that there's so many, um, dare I say, challenges or yeah. things out there that are not ideal. Like, I, I joke about CrossFit, of course, to a lot of people, but there are certain things with CrossFit that I actually wouldn't recommend people do because some of it is very high volume, very intense, but sometimes people aren't able to be more humble about certain things. Mm-hmm. And so they go into it thinking they can do it and then they get injured. Then they blame, in this case, CrossFit for what they did, you know, yeah. versus themselves because ultimately that's who it comes down to. Um, and so it's ultimately when it comes down to fitness, it's about knowing what you're capable of at that moment, having clear goals that you can, you know you can reach that are reachable and finding the right ways to get there whether it be through doing workouts at home whether it be through doing crossfit whether it be through you know an online coach whoever it is i think it's really important for everyone to kind of have that reality check with themselves like right this is where i am this is where i need to be and this is the journey that i need to take to get there and it's not what joe schmo on instagram is doing because that's not going to do it uh even though they have eight an eight pack you know yeah um it's it's about you and yourself and what you want and the right ways that you should go about doing it yeah yeah it's funny because when you're saying every time you say crossfit i'm like waiting for you to go and chant like did somebody say (laughs) (laughs) i should do it to myself yeah hang on i'll just log in here and just do it every time i say the word crossfit i'll just do it myself did somebody say um but yeah i mean the thing with crossfit too and i know we've talked about this uh well i have with a number of fitness streamers too because there's still this perception that crossfit is very you know it's like a cult right like people people who do crossfit are only talk about crossfit and crossfit and you know they're the cool people and all this and i mean here's my ultimate take on it like i will admit there are certain people who i would recommend do crossfit and there are certain people who i would not recommend do crossfit and it's one of those things where I love the idea of community workouts, people who are supporting each other, pushing each other, encouraging each other. And I do think CrossFit is great for that because you have a number of classes set up, whether they be in local classes or, you know, whatever, that people can come together and, you know, see the workout and be like, oh, this is going to be rough, but let's do it together. You know, they're kind of inspiring each other to get through a workout that on paper looks rough and it probably is rough but they can both go through it together and come out the other side feeling so much better that they've done it. And the thing about CrossFit too is that a workout is written a certain way, 
but quite frankly that the way it's written a lot of people can't do like you'll see a workout that's crossfit and it's like rx which is the way it's written and i guarantee a majority of people who try those workouts are going to scale them as in modify them because who else do you know can do 10 handstand push-ups and then 100 push-ups 10 times round that's a stupid example but you get what i'm saying yeah and so I always say with CrossFit stuff, like know what your body is capable of, know what you can do without injuring yourself and ultimately push yourself to do better in certain areas and use CrossFit as like a springboard. So taking a workout of the day here, trying this one, and then next time you do it, try and do it a little bit faster. Everyone has to kind of be conscious about what their body is capable of when they get into CrossFit versus, oh, that person can do 600 double unders. I should be able to do that too. And yeah. so it's, yeah. it's fascinating because I get where the, the, uh, the hatred or should I say of CrossFit comes in, but ultimately I would, I would someone agree there is some kind of concern with it when it comes to injury, especially, but it's kind of knowing what you're getting into and knowing what the exercises are and knowing what you are capable of doing in those moments. It, yeah. It's, just, it's the same with yoga. Cause like, um, a lovely friend of mine has been practicing doing headstands, and they injured. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they injured themselves slightly. Mm. Uh oh. Which uh, warranted me to start doing a workshop on the muscles you need to be building up, the poses you need to be doing to get yourself yeah. to themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh- <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, hands. I mean, handstand push-ups are part of CrossFit too, and yeah. even I struggle with them. And I didn't jump into a, a CrossFit work. All right, handstand push-ups. I guess I'll just see what happens. You know, I immediately said, right, I can't do those. So what do I need to do to get there? And the first thing was push-ups. Get better at push-ups. Like work on the shoulders, work on the chest, work on the the way you're supposed to do them. And then step two, elevate the feet. So we've got a bit of an angle now. Now do those kind of push-ups. And just to use tools like that to train your body to get better and more comfortable to the point where then you can practice on, you know, yeah. headstands or handstands or whatever. Um, it's just one of those things where you just have to find the right ways to progress something versus thinking you can do it, jumping in and then ultimately injuring yourself, especially like being upside down. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's I hate it anyway. It's just one of those things. Just no one's really used to doing it all the time unless yeah. you're trained to do it. Um, you just have to if that's what your goal is if you want to work towards getting better at doing headstands or handstands then you have to find the right ways to progress yourself to get there yeah um just a little advice to anyone watching in the audience start with your negatives and when i say start with your negatives do your press ups not press ups push ups because i keep remembering that was all into america do your push ups off the wall and slowly lower it down, then come to the floor. And then, you know, if you're planning to do headstands, handstand push-ups, bring your feet up to the sofa, take the feet from the from the lower, lower half of the sofa, bring it up to the high part of the sofa. Before you know it, you'll be on a wall doing your handstand press-ups. That's great. That's great progression. Yeah, that's perfect, actually, because you're not having someone go immediately into being upside down. You're getting them used to working the shoulders in that instance. Um, that's really good. Yeah, I would... Yeah. Bravo! I would do that too. Yeah, because a lot of people, a lot of people don't think about doing the negatives. They're like, "Oh, but if I'm doing it up against the wall, I'm not really doing a push-up." And it's like, "Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are." Yeah. And I said, the best yeah. thing about that is once you've got, once you've developed the strength to the point that the wall is no longer a challenge, take it to the floor, start wide, bring it in a little bit more, go diamond, and then you know, take your legs up. Perfect. 
yeah and like i said that's that's a great way for anyone to progress it um there's things you can do to like wall walks where you you know facing away from the wall in plank position you start walking your feet up just the idea of some people don't like the idea of being upside down and so that's a way to start progressing you slowly you know to get used to being in that position but yeah. um yeah it's like i said it's i think a lot, a lot of it too with crossfit is is there something you don't want to do in a workout like if you just flat out have no interest whatsoever in doing handstand push-ups it happens to be handstand push-ups modify it do push-ups yeah. <laughs> you know don't, do, don't do go on your knees <laughs> you, like, it's not like you are bound by crossfit law to do what it says on the workout sheet otherwise you fail <laughs> um you know the idea of crossfit is to push people to their to their limits you know and if you've already said no i can't do this well modify it find a way which you know you can do it um then you'd be you'd be much better off <laughs> yeah. just uh, asked, anyway. uh, he just said Trotman just said I, okay just did five should i do more i said yes do more <laughs> you did five handstand push-ups so there you go <laughs> yes do 10 more <laughs> <laughs> i just think of the american keep dad. doing them and I keep thinking of the American Dad episode when uh, Stan and Haley do CrossFit, and they're like, "Yeah, we're so pumped, blah blah blah." And then the following day, they're so stiff and they can't move, and they're like, "Oh my god, why does my body ache so much? We were going to go and do CrossFit today and every day of the week." It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it's it's the volume usually. I mean, someone's body isn't used to the amount of you know reps that they've done in a CrossFit workout, and so that's usually it's usually what gets them, but. I think of um, oh Conan O'Brien did a CrossFit workout with um, Kevin Hart once, and that was just hysterical. Like they were trying to work on like kipping pull-ups, which a kipping pull-up, if you're not familiar, is a way you can use your body's momentum to get into a pull-up position. Um, some people call it cheating pull-ups, Celsi. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Kevin, Kevin Hart was trying to teach Conan O'Brien to do one. It was just a. I have to find the clip. Actually, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but. Um, all these all these people trying to do crossfit and all these celebrities like yeah i got this no problem and they're like wait what do i have to do <laughs> i've never done crossfit <laughs> okay well i mean like i said it's 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 I, I would never say to someone you have to try it you know it's just i would say to so yeah and that's that's fine you know everyone some people do some people don't um for me it was just i wanted to try something new being yeah. a trainer i'd heard a lot about crossfit and i like the idea of different workouts each day different things ways to mix it up different skills um which i'm you know especially with double unders still working on um yeah. so yeah no i just look at crossfit and i'm just like that that's gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> well there you go so your perceptions already of crossfit which again everyone's gonna have it is oh my gosh that's terrifying i can't do it but again if you were to take a certain workout and scale down the movements and I guarantee you'd probably be able to do it, feel great about doing it, and then be like, yeah, actually, I want to try this again, but maybe make this a little bit harder or maybe do this. But um, I'll have to see if I can find a CrossFit workout that, again, you do it if you want to or not, but see if I can encourage you to try it and uh, see what happens. Yeah, I, I was always built for endurance and stuff like that, and I just look at CrossFit and I'm like... Well, again, there are certain workouts at CrossFit that are endurance-based. Um, there's one that has a, a fair bit of running in, which I can't stand. Um, okay, well, uh, I might have one for you then. <laughs> if you Google, if you Google Lumberjack Twenty, those words and that number, Lumberjack Twenty. Again, the workout that you'll see is is how it's written, so you can scale it. But essentially, what it is is you do twenty 
reps of one thing, then you run 400 meters, then you do 20 reps of another thing, run 400 meters, and there's a whole bunch of alternating patterns. But the workout itself takes about 30 minutes. Okay. But um, it's it's more of a just a straight through. You're not having to kind of rinse and repeat kind of deal. Um, but it's actually kind of fun. It's really weird. If you like running, it's really weird here in 400 meters because I'm a former triathlete, cross country runner, and when I was running in relay, I used to do the 1200 to 800. So I'm like 400 is too short. <laughs> oh well, see that you're perfect then. So you'll love this. <laughs> it's built for you. <laughs> you crush it. <laughs> Um, can you explain to chat and those listening the short story of CrossFit? Oh, like the history of it? How it started? Yeah, go for it. What it is, Uh, how it started. Gosh, I want to say it was back in, I'd have to look this up, the actual date. Uh, Late 90s, I want to say. A guy called Greg Glassman came up with the idea. He wanted a way to have different athletes compete in a similar star workout there i see there he is there's seltzy he's he's taking my line (laughs) i see it now there it is he was summoned uh on my behalf but anyway um so that's how it started it started with i believe 13 different crossfit boxes as they call them and just over time the idea expanded people liked the idea of how it was set up you're doing a combination of calisthenics olympic lifting um you know all these different modalities that you're putting into one workout and people kind of enjoyed that aspect of it and it just kind of grew from there then you had you know elite athletes training for it that's when the crossfit games came to be um and it has since been it's been through kind of ups and downs in terms of ownership uh dare i go into that story of recent but um overall the idea of it has been has been kind of growing and has been kind of a mainstay for a fair bit but um yeah, hopefully that <laughs> educates people a little bit. I, I definitely think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's for me, again, like, the I do have issues with it. Like I said, like, I'm not someone who's like, CrossFit should be for everyone because ultimately there are going to be people who should not do CrossFit and mm-hmm. they, they're much better off doing something else. Like, I will say one person made a good point to me the other day. There are certain CrossFit workouts where you're doing so many reps of a push-up you know, you're running 400 meters, whatever. And then all of a sudden you have to do your one rep max of a, a barbell clean, mm. which again is where you take the barbell from the ground. You literally throw it and catch it underneath you. And if you're not used to doing that, A, or B, knowing what weight you can do, it is it is a recipe for disaster because your body is suddenly not used to what the weight should be. And, you know, and that's again, going back to a previous point that I said is where you have to kind of know what your body is capable of and be able to modify whatever it is. And that again, like if you do CrossFit, strongly recommend having a coach or going to a class so they can say to you, right, yes, I know you're not comfortable doing this. Do this instead because you're going to get the same benefits of the workout, but it's not going to be as intense. It's not going to be as heavy and it's not going to feel <laughs> as brutal. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, it's for me, and what's interesting about me is my personal training program myself, like I obviously do CrossFit workouts, but I actually modify it to the point where I still do a separate strength program mm-hmm. that then I complement with CrossFit because I would argue as a trainer that if someone was to just do CrossFit and that was their only thing, that they're probably not going to meet their fitness goals as quick as someone who did you know, a strength program like a five three one or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um 
So I would almost call it like cross training, essentially. It's like you're taking the elements of CrossFit, which is the high intensity volume, but you're pairing it with something that's more suited to what your goals are. Yeah, because the thing is, if you just stick to one exercise, you're you're going to plateau, and then you're going to be like, absolutely, oh, yeah, this doesn't work. Yeah. It's a it's a farce. Don't listen to CrossFit yeah. trainers because blah blah blah. It's like it's not. Don't listen to yep. CrossFit trainers. Listen to your trainers, and if you've got a good enough uh, personal trainer, they'll say to you, "Have you thought?" And then go, "Duh duh duh." Right. Until you. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I think too with when it comes to certain clients, like I like to obviously when I'm meeting a new client for the first time, I go, okay, well, tell me, you know, why you're here first of all. What is what is the reason you're here? Obviously, they'll say, oh, to lose weight or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But then I'll give them certain challenges that they might not have thought of, like, oh, have you considered doing a, a, a marathon or have you considered doing a, a 5K or, you know, just so at that point I can get them to think a little bit more about what fitness can do for them versus what their current perceptions are with fitness. Because yeah. a lot of people will come in and be like, oh, I know, you know, sit-ups and crunches or whatever, and that's going to get me to where I want to be. And I'm like, well, actually, there's a whole slew of things that are out there that you might not have thought about that are actually really beneficial for you and that you should try. And the great thing, again, about certain CrossFit workouts is that it does introduce you to certain ideas of, oh, yeah, I actually never thought about doing double unders or working on double unders as a, as a thing because, you know, it's one of those that does get your heart rate up pretty quick. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for anyone who's never done fitness and you're thinking of doing it, go in there as if you know nothing. Because the one thing all trainers hate is, yeah, but I've done this and 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 this is why you're wrong. Mhm. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Don't come to a trainer saying that you like. We want to know your knowledge, but don't tell us, you know, that we're wrong because you've decided our format isn't working for you. Our format, right. The format's not working for you is because you've already got this preconceived notion of what you should be doing and what, what has worked for you in the past. And as you get older, your body changes, hormone changes, and you need to just go in there with a fresh mindset. Um, and I've had those had those people too honestly that have, have come up and said i want to do they've come up to me and said i'm hiring you just to be a form check guy because i want to stick to this program i want to be you know on this this is the one for me and i have to say well you've been on this program for so long things are clearly not working now do you not think it's time to change it up a little bit like do you not think that it's time you, you might have hit that plateau um again mixed responses but you have to find the right ways i mean personal trainer is just that you are personal you are approaching someone and trying to get on their level and trying to read them as a person and what they like to hear and what they don't like to hear and what's going to motivate them and especially when it comes to trying to encourage someone to that their perceptions of training are actually different or perhaps you know there's a better option for them out there yeah. it's it's challenging it it can be hard because again people are, are stuck in their ways and you know they're, they're not willing to learn or adapt and then you have to find the right words to convince them to try these things and you know sometimes it's tough and sometimes it's easy it just kind of depends on the person really but um yeah i'd just say for anyone who's thinking about starting a fitness journey speak to friends and family speak to you know trainers speak to fitness streamers you mean got a whole resource of people here who've got knowledge and got experience and 
yeah be willing to kind of take any advice and be willing to adapt as well i think that's the main takeaway and you'll know you've got a good personal trainer because they will happily go hey um what you're looking for i can't help you with but if you go to this person Mm -hmm. they can help you yeah you'll know you've got a bad one in there about money because they'll go yeah i can do this i can do that and then you're thinking i'm still 15 pounds i'm actually more i'm now 15 pounds heavier than when i first started (laughs) <laughs> right yeah and i'll be honest too like people have said to me hey can you coach me on you know certain drills of powerlifting or being you know specific on olympic lifting and i'm like well you know i can but if you really want to have someone who's kind of dialed truly dialed in on that i think you're better off speaking to my colleague so-and-so who's competed in you know issa usa whatever yeah um and that way that way it kind of you yeah obviously i'd love to learn to teach that stuff but ultimately it's you're being honest about who you are and what you're giving them because like you said you don't want to bullshit someone and say yeah i could do this give me your money i'll take it no big deal <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah i mean every i feel like every trainer starting out and how many years down the road is always going to have their strong suit what they're really good at doing and what they know very well but there's always going to be someone who might know something slightly better than you and as a trainer you kind of have to accept that and be willing to say yes this person does know this better because of experience yeah. here there whatever um and just kind of being humble about it ultimately well yeah that's that that's the um that's the thing isn't it and so it's like be be on the lookout for who you're going to train with take yep. any advertisements you see on social media with a pinch of salt not all of them are bad but do your research yeah absolutely yeah um yeah like um, the biggest thing i get from trainers is you should do more weightlifting. I've mm. I've done weightlifting in the past. It does nothing for me. In, so what degree? So you're saying like Olympic lifts or power lifts or like powerlifting and all that? And I'm just like, this, okay. this, this isn't gonna work. And when you said about the dumbbell, like the barbell throwing, all I thought was, if me and Lando was in a class with you, we probably <laughs> probably chuck them in the air and run away screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is that perception. Uh, no, I'm just. I think it's, that's the thing, though, too, because stuff like that is—it's a very, it's a very those like cleans and snatches, all those Olympic lifts are very powerful moves, and getting the technique down is so important because if you don't have the technique right and you try and do a heavy weight, then you can seriously hurt yourself. And yeah. so the visual perception of it, yeah, it's incredibly scary because like, oh, I couldn't do that. But for someone who wants to get a really good full body workout, a good compound lift, and work on that power and that acceleration. Cleans and snatches are actually really good. <laughs> it's just the, like I said, the perception of them is like, whoa, that looks that looks hard. Um, but again, you've got to be humble enough to know where you are, how what your body can go through. Like I literally, I start clients off with a PVC pipe. Oh, literally, okay. Here's here's your here's your barbell. Here's a PVC pipe. Uh, let's just practice going through the motion, starting from the ground. Imagine there's weights on it. Flick it up. You know. Um, and again, yeah, to, to most people, that sounds ridiculous. Like, why would they go through the motion of the PVC pipe? But you're training your body to work on that coordination to get the, the kind of muscle mind, the neuromuscular control to connect so you know how it moves, how it feels. So then you can translate it to a barbell, put on weights, and then all of a sudden it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our final question for you tonight. Okay. And that is, um, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? My biggest failure? Ooh. 
uh, dare I actually bring up a recent thing, and I actually think a lot of Twitch streamers know this, is my back injury issue. Um, I, again, dare I, <laughs> dare I bring up CrossFit, uh, I, I, but it I probably was... It. <laughs> You've, you know about it. Okay, you've probably heard. Um, maybe from Yogahana or whoever. I actually did ask him about it quite a bit. But anyway, yeah, so I can't pinpoint specifically how I did it. But I wouldn't not say it was CrossFit <laughs> that did it. And here's, and again, here is one of the issues that I would, I would fully admit about CrossFit is when you're doing the workout and you're trying to beat a certain time, and you want to have that go, go, go mentality, sometimes if you go too far, you can hurt yourself. So I was doing, dare we talk about snatches too, I was doing some barbell snatches, which is, again, where you have a barbell from the ground, and you're taking it literally from the ground to overhead, extending your arms fully in one full motion. If you're rounding your back in any way, or if you're missed by one rep, a slight rounding, then... It could cause issues. Now, here's the thing. At the time, I didn't know I'd done it. Like, I didn't even feel any tweak or anything like that. I just felt, at the end of the workout, very fatigued. And in that area, it felt a little, you know, a little off. But it was the afterwards that was the worst. Like, it was... I wasn't, like, in agony. But to the point where I constantly had to kind of remind myself, oh, yep, there's the injury. I can feel it again. It's on the left side. So, of course, I had to... At that point... I knew that I had to take a step back. Like I, at that point, I was like, I can't do any more high intensity workouts. I've got to figure out what's going on here. So of course, I went to a Cairo, went to a Fit Joint Muscle Clinic. I went, to, obviously, I told my CrossFit coach about it, and they all came to the conclusion that it was my quadratus lumborum, which is not a Harry Potter spell, uh, <laughs> although it sounds like one. Uh, it's a muscle on well, the both sides of your lower back, but. Um, they obviously help with that hip hinging and the hip flexion. And I just pissed it off, essentially. Uh, mm. Just hyperextended it. And it sucks because those kind of injuries take a long time to recover. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with a streamer called Tomination Time. Mm -hmm. But what's really freaky about this whole story is he had the exact same issue at the exact same time that I did. Oh, wow. And it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy because at that point we we're both like, "Oh, hey, how's your QL doing? Oh, mine's not great. How's yours? Oh, mine still sucks." Um, anyway, so at, at that point too, you, I mean, anyone who gets injured when it comes to working out, it sucks because, especially if you do something really serious like, you know, tear your ACL or you know meniscus, whatever, like that stuff knocks you out for months. And the last thing you want to do is be completely disheartened and discouraged because you've managed to pick up this injury that you just don't want to ever do fitness again. Um, but I I went into a, dare I say, a dark place that might be too dramatic. But I felt like that because for so many weeks, I just could not shake this pain. And I knew that at that point, again, I, I stopped the CrossFit. I was doing a lot of mobility work a lot of stretching, a lot of yoga stuff actually too. Um, and nothing was getting it any better. And I thought, you know, I'm in my thirties now. Am I at the point now where I need to be a little more cognizant of what I actually do, you know, in your twenties thinking, yeah, this is great. I could do all this stuff. I won't feel a thing. Yeah, no big deal. But, um, you know, you get to a point in your life where you're just like, yeah, I got to be more careful now. And, and here's the ultimate takeaway. Like I would never, you know, I, I don't ever want to say I'm never doing CrossFit again. 
back because that's not the point. The point is I obviously did something wrong. Yeah. And I know now how to overcome that. We talk about the very beginning of this, like knowing what happens in life and how to overcome it, finding a positive mindset. I know from this experience now, right, this is what I've got to do to overcome this. Like, I'm pretty sure it was my my snatch form. So let's dial it back. Let's work on those PVC pipe drills. Let's work on that hip hinging, you know, the power position. And let's get it better. So I don't ever feel like I'm going to hit that issue again. And, you know, we fast forward to now, the back is doing a lot better. But of course, you know, there's things that come up like, oh, a thousand burpees. Yeah, that sounds great. Actually, I probably should do that because I don't know how my pack's going to feel. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's not my biggest failure. It's certainly one of the most recent ones, though. And again, we all have to learn from our mistakes. It's one of those things. But um, yeah, like I say, injuries suck. Um, that You just have to kind of be humble about knowing the right stuff to do to overcome them and nurse yourself back the right way and um that's yeah like i said it's just part of life as you get older <laughs> things start to fall apart <laughs> see on the thousand yeah. on the thousand burpees challenge i was tempted to do a mock stream where i was going to go on just chatting and try and drink as much of coca-cola as i can to do a thousand burps Oh, that's wow! Okay. <laughs> I was like, how many, "That's mean." <laughs> yeah, how many liters of coke would you have to get through to do that? Oh I don't my know. gosh! But the thing I is, just watched, yeah, Coca Cola when it gets inside me, it properly bubbles up, and I get a real man like seven second long burp. <laughs> oh my! I just watched Elf recently. I was going to say, I just watched Elf. There's a scene where Will Ferrell drinks that whole, yeah. like, two liter and he's burping for, like, a good 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I was like, should, like I do, deep should I do my um, burp E challenge? There you go. <laughs> but like, it sucks, though, because those things are great, especially with the, the Twitch fitness community. Like, everyone coming together and doing this challenge, which, I mean, it, arguably, it sucks. Like, obviously, Seltzy and whoever else can attest to that, short man. Mm. Um you know, but it's great that people came together and said, yeah, I, I want to try this. I want to do this. And everyone's supporting the person in that moment. And that ultimately, when we talk about fitness community, that's what it's about right there. People coming together, supporting each other, yeah. doing something that's out of their comfort zone, but they're doing it and they're getting through it. Yes, we can debate for days, proper burpee form, but whatever, you're still doing it. <laughs> that's the main <laughs> thing, you know. Um yeah, I think it's great. I just, like I said, you have to kind of be in those moments, especially with me. You have to be like, yeah, I don't think my back would like that very much. So I'm just going to dial it back a little bit. But Yeah, um, I think the first burpee challenge I actually witnessed on stream was Yoga Harness. And he hit the wall quite a few times. And I, sure. was, just, <laughs> I was just like, dude, you know what? Well done, man, because there is no freaking way I could be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, it doesn't matter if you take, you know, I think someone did it an hour and 45 or if you take five hours, you know, as long as you're doing it and you're completing it, yeah. that's, that's the thing. I mean, gosh, a thousand burpees. I dread to think about a hundred, a thousand. I dread um, to think about 10. <laughs> <laughs> right. 10 it take me. <laughs> yeah. Take me about an hour to so. do about 10 burpees. Cause I would have to stop, eat some cake and then do another burpee. <laughs> <laughs> have one burpee every 10 minutes. Love it. <laughs> That's great. Love it. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed being on the other side of the desk. 
This has been great. great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. No, I really appreciate you inviting me on and obviously giving me a chance to just kind of talk about random stuff, CrossFit. You know, the one thing I will say to, to, to leave on, the one thing I haven't mentioned yet, and chat or whoever will be proud of me here, uh, is I haven't mentioned Marmite once. Now I have because I just said okay. it. Marmite, I don't, yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, I don't know how this came about. Well, I do, but anyway, uh, apparently I have a huge thing for Marmite to the point where I'm now trolling people about it because Marmite is one of those things you either love or you hate. For those who don't know, it's essentially a yeast extract mm -hmm. rich in B vitamins. Um, and again, uh, you can probably relate to this Dragon Blue, but you either love it or you hate it. Hate it. And it is hate it. Okay, there you go. You hate it. Perfect. Right off the bat, no hesitation. Um, I, had, I had a fiance who ate it, and he used to put it on his sandwiches for work. And sometimes I would have to be the person who made the sandwiches because he'd finished work. Late, so I was like, I'd make the sandwiches, and just the smell of it, I was just like, oh god, I'm going to McDonald's after <laughs> this. I am sorry. That's rough. Yeah, but I did a fitness thing a while ago, a stream a while ago, where I. I found a jar of Marmite in the pantry, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll eat some of this. Did you? And I was just like, mm, this is great. And I, I actually don't mind it. I really don't. It's really not that bad. But I know certain people who I've given it to, and they're like, yeah, try this. And they're like, big bite of it. I'm like, Bleh. Yep, it's the spawn of, <laughs> it's it's the, spawn of the devil. Up. It came from hell. If you want something delicious to eat that's still nutritious, you can do a homemade, like, Nutella, and I will give you a recipe for that. Ooh. <laughs> Nutella's good. Yeah, I make my own. I was gonna say now. Nah, I'm interested. Yeah, I might do a homemade Nutella <laughs> stream at some point. Yummy. <laughs> gonna say I'm interested now. Yeah, send it my way. <laughs> Again, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, anyway, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. This has been great. Yeah, for sure. No worries. Yeah, it's been absolutely fabulous having you here. Oh, how British was that? <laughs> It has been absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, to everyone watching, that was Bros and Blokes. He has his own podcast. Let's, um, one minute here. We will drop you a shout out in my chat for anyone who wishes to follow you. Whoop. Okay. Did I put guest? Yes, it worked. <laughs> Woo! There we go. Excellent. Um, so yeah, please drop him a follow. He does, um, well, as you've heard, he's got two podcasts that he runs. Um, where can they find your podcast if they're not, um, if they can't get you on Twitch? Yeah, so the best way, honestly, is is Googling Bros and Blokes. Um, that'll take you to, I think it's the Apple podcast link that comes up first, but, um, if you have a podcast, you know, provider, if you want to call it that, if you just type in Bros and Blokes, we're pretty much all of them. Um, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Amazon now has one. Um, Googling it is the best way. Um, type Just typing in Bros and Blokes. We have a website too, which is brosandblokes.com. Um, and then obviously the other one is same kind of same kind of deal. Who kicked the corner flag? All, uh, <laughs> I say one word, it's not quite that, but yeah, all one sentence um and again the links will come up um from that and then you can just find all our episodes we post episodes every uh, every monday and again it's topics on fitness and gaming and hobbies and social conventions and all that fun stuff so and then i'll do the occasional trip 
uh, Twitch stream when I'll do fitness stuff, gaming stuff, usually once every other week. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Thank you. And uh, thank awesome. you all. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So thank you all from Lee and Lisa. Today's guest was Bros and Bloats. Next week, well, technically it's not next week. Um, so next week we don't have a podcast. This will be a rerun on Wednesday at our usual time. But the week Ooh. after, on the 23rd of December, we will have our guest appearance on Evelyn Yoga. She will be celebrating her affiliate status as well as our holiday special where I will have Christmas crackers, mince pies, and I will even go out to the full lengths of getting a Christmas balloon and setting it ablaze. <laughs> yes, do it. With my ugly sweaters as well. Um, Perfect. <laughs> we're going to have fun games and so forth on our holiday special, so please feel free to join in. You can ask questions. Um, and also, one last thing, you have got until the 20th of December to submit either a embarrassing new year story or an embarrassing christmas story for the uh, holiday special and both Ooh. me and lisa will reveal one embarrassing story that's happened to us over the holidays so Ooh. thank you all and we're gonna go raid someone so stick around for the raid and bye bye mm-hmm.